0: You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Hey, it's Bilal Vakani at BilalV87 on Twitter. With your raw review, we've got new tag team champions crowned in the most unlikeliest of circumstances. Earlier in the night, we saw Braun Strowman. I'm not sure why. He got a U.S. title match against AJ Styles after eyeing the WWE title last week. But I guess this upset AJ on WWE.com, and he called out Strowman, so they gave him a U.S. title match, because that's how things work. Of course, the OC, the original club, or the only club that matters, came in to help Styles. He was able to keep his title via disqualification, and as the club was beating down Strowman three-on-one, apparently all it took was Seth Rollins to make the save. And then we went backstage to Seth and Braun, And while Seth acknowledged that Braun was eyeing his WWE title, he said, hold on, big man, come with me and let's win the tag team titles from these guys. And sure enough, they got the match. We picked up with Braun and Seth again, this time in the locker room, although still backstage. And once again, Braun was physically eyeing his title, um, but Seth was trying to focus him and, and Braun said he didn't, you know, he would lead the way after Seth said he would lead the way. Didn't really matter who led the way. They got the match. And we went backstage to see the OC, and AJ was trying to talk him up ahead of this match. So there's quite a storyline here. And to my surprise, because when this came down, I was like, well, okay, there's no way they're going to put the tag team titles on Braun and Rollins. We've seen Braun and child be tag team champions. We've seen Seth and the Shield have the tag team champions. We've seen Seth and Jason Jordan have the tag team champions. But they did it again. They gave the guys the tag team champions. And... This could be a brilliant way to put multiple titles on the line in a singular match because you have AJ Styles who's got the U.S. Championship, Rollins has the WWE Championship, and the tag team championships are now on Stroman and Rollins. There could be some way to put these together, um, or they could just cost AJ the U.S. title, or AJ could be in a separate match altogether, or maybe Seth. Has to work double duty, and maybe Braun has to work double duty as well if he does get the WWE title match, which would be sort of a very unique situation. So I was blown away by this. This was brilliant on many levels, and I'm I'm very intrigued, and and I almost don't want to think too much about where this will go because there's a lot of possibilities, and that's always good. And something I didn't think much about when it happened: the Smack Team, SmackDown tag team champions Xavier Woods and Biggie. I almost won't call him langston but i know it's not his name anymore came out they had a match with the revival kind of following up on their six-man tag from smackdown but of course randy and kofi jumped in once again randy sort of had the upper hand but it really started to look more like the revival and orton were forming a team or a faction of their own that's definitely a very interesting development now this is more than just some people who are around this is really starting to feel like a faction on faction rivalry and, and that's that's an interesting sort of nugget in this situation and as much as i hate how kofi and randy's match went at summerslam this is building quite well and i, I didn't really think much of this initially but it was fairly significant in the grand scheme of things Now, Corey Graves was away, so we had Jerry the King Lawler, which was fitting, the King of the Ring was happening. So we also got what was supposed to be a King's Court about Sasha Banks. Jerry the King Lawler being Jerry the King Lawler, he didn't get to it. Instead, he started promoting the King of the Ring, and thankfully, The Fiend came out uh, and attacked Lawler, and that was that. Lawler did an admirable job trying to escape, and it was quite entertaining. We also got Booker T joining the new commentary team, which now included... uh, Vic Joseph, via Skype to talk about The Fiend and King of the Ring. And much like Michael Cole and and Renee, they they all picked Drew McIntyre. I I really hope Skype is paying for this product placement. Because if Vince McMahon just learned what Skype is and has now put Stone Cold Steve Austin on the show via Skype last week and now Booker Booker T this week, oh man, I really hope that's not what's happening. But, you know, Booker T's Booker T is fairly interesting, and Michael Cole had some fun with it as well. Then we finally got into, after a good hour on the show, we finally got the actual King of the Ring matches, and these really, well, actually, no, this wasn't even an official King of the Ring match. This was a tag team match with King of the Ring competitors, because WWE is milking this for everything it's worth. Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin lost to The Miz and Ricochet. This is about what you expected. I don't know why we had a tag team match when we could have just done the King of the Ring match. Uh, maybe after you could have done a tag team match in between rounds With, with a bunch of first round competitors this really seemed unwarranted we finally got the real king of the ring matches starting with Samoa Joe now all of these featured promos from the competitors as they entered so obviously Samoa Joe's backstage promo was amazing you didn't get Cesaro not so amazing Joe won this match very physical as Michael Cole pointed out the second match, and I want to talk about these together, was Cedric Alexander, who did a solid but succinct promo against Sami Zayn, who did a great promo, and Cedric Alexander got the win pretty convincingly here. So, you know, they always say style makes matchups, and the other problem with these two matchups was the Cedric-Zayn one was uh, more passable because Cedric's a face and, and Zayn's quite hated, and Zayn did allude to his losing ways, which was quite good but the cesaro joe one was very weird because cesaro is clearly a heel who a lot of people like whereas joe is very much a uh, a heel that almost sort of flirted with being a face so these are probably two of the most likable heels on the entire roster so to put them against each other i couldn't find a proper face or face or a heel And, and and to do these backstage promos I don't know. I, 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 They're doing the best they can with this. I, I, I shudder to think what uh, Ricochet is going to do when he has his promo. But these were good. I don't know if I would have started with Cesaro. He's just like I would have maybe found a closer matchup to start with. It seems like they're saving a lot of the big matchups until the second week. Like Ricochet, for example, The Miz, Baron, Drew. Like If you look at the four guys who were in the tag team match, those are the dudes who are probably going to win. Probably not Joe, definitely not Cesaro, definitely not Zane, probably not Cedric. Interesting, nevertheless. We finally did get to the Sasha Banks thing, but first we got Becky backstage, and she wants the best coming at her title. It's pretty straightforward, straight fire. Becky Lynch at her best. Sasha Banks then joined Michael Cole. She tried to deflect talking about her blue hair, and when she uh, was pressed on the hard question she kind of did the old rip the mic off and walk away which was very effective um so that worked it it was sort of less is more which 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 i'm okay with and i'm sure we're gonna get a lot of sasha talking trash later so this was smart in the grand scheme of things later we got natasha back natalia backstage uh doing a promo she was attacked by sasha quite brutally um, and I don't even want to get into some of the stuff Sasha said here. It was some pretty good trash talk. You should see it. Um, but very good. We also had a women's tag team title match as Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss successfully defended against Fire and uh, Desire. Which, of course, if you didn't know, was Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. This was a very good match and some very good team dynamics put to the forefront here and this was done well, and I enjoyed it. I think the women's tag team division needed a refresh, and this is working well. I feel bad for the Iconics, but they're out there somewhere being iconic. There was a 24-7 video recap of Drake Maverick trying to win the title from Elias when he was recording. Elias came out then to do a concert shortly thereafter, and said this was his farewell concert due to the 24-7 title. Of course, he had a guitar problem, and turned out R-Truth was the person causing this problem, and R-Truth won the 24-7 title. That's quite good. Rey Mysterio cut an amazing backstage promo about retiring only for his son to interrupt him and drop the bomb on him that Rey had promised that they would tag together in his first match. Man, they could have just done this. Um, But to do it the way they did, it was more dramatic. So I'm okay with that. This was a, a willful suspension of disbelief. To make something more dramatic, I'm okay with it. Uh, It does rank lower because it was a little manufactured. Because Ray was literally about to rip off his mask when his son stopped him. And clearly, you talk to your child before you retire on national television, I would imagine. So maybe time was needed to process this, but this is very convenient. The bottom uh, highlight of Raw was actually how it opened as Roman Reigns took on Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler did cut a pretty good promo Uh, about a tweet he had sent out and about complaining about Goldberg and joking about how he lost to uh, Maurice's husband using Ric Flair's finisher, obviously The Miz. But this just sort of reminded us that we're not really going to know what happened with Roman Reigns' attacker until tomorrow night. So why have him on the show at all? I have no idea. Why have Ziggler on the show at all, even though he's asked for his release to do comedy? I also have no idea. So this entire match felt completely pointless, and was easily the least important part of Raw. And to start Raw that way, that was a pretty big mistake. But luckily, it all got better from there. That's what I thought of Raw. I'll be back tomorrow with my SmackDown review. Obviously, the King of the Ring tournament will continue. We will hopefully find out who attacked Roman Reigns finally. And as always, you can follow me at blv 87 on Twitter. And uh, until tomorrow, peace out.